0: Maria Nemeth. I'm a PhD psychologist, master certified coach, and the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence. This podcast is about you and your relationship with money. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Maria. Welcome to the Energy of Money podcast. And um, thank you for joining me in looking at you and your relationship with money. Because it's undoubtedly one of the most difficult relationships uh, that we can ever have. You know, I, I I remember a client one many many years ago telling me, uh, Dr. Maria, I would rather tell you all about my sex life than about how much I make uh, to the penny every month uh, and how I spend my money. I've had some. Uh, I, I remember a woman telling me, you know, Dr. Maria. My husband doesn't like me to have new clothes. You know, he thinks I buy too much. She may actually buy too much. But for this, she said, so this is what I do. I go shopping. I buy some clothes and I put them in my closet. I take the price tag off and then I wait about 90 days to wear it. She says that point, if my husband asks, is this new? I can tell him truthfully, no, it's not new. Now come on. You know how that kind of wiggle gives you some wiggle room when it comes to uh spending money. I <laughs> I remember another man telling me uh, he was a very prominent real estate uh person here. Um and in Sacramento, he's no longer uh with us, so I think I can you know say I won't tell his name or anything, but he said um people think I have a lot of money, Maria But if they only knew how little money I actually have saved, uh, they probably wouldn't want to buy a house from me. You know, my image is that I have it all together with my money. And I really don't. Um, Another woman said to me, you know, uh, Dr. Maria, these are all I tell you, these are really true happenings in people's lives. She said, you know, my my husband passed and um, he left quite a sizable uh, life insurance policy. And so I have quite a bit of money now. And I am really worried that uh, because my financial situation has shifted a bit, uh, that my, my friends won't really like me if they know that I really have a lot more money than even I thought I had. So you see, money, it's always about money. There are six forms of energy that you and I are here to learn how to work with. And you've undoubtedly heard me talk about this before, but it bears repeating now, the energy of money, the energy of time. And you know, money and time are the two things that we talk about. You know, I don't have the money, I don't have the time to do something uh, that I want to be able to do. The next is the energy of physical vitality. Which is having a relationship with our body that allows us to be here in our lives long enough to make the difference that we came here to make, and the other forms of energy are creativity, enjoyment, and relationship, which I can talk about with you at at another time. But one of the things that I'd like to talk with you about is something that I've written about in my recent newsletter, and if there are any of you who uh, want to uh, have my weekly newsletter. Uh, please go to MariaNemuth.com because you can sign up for my uh, weekly newsletter letter and look at past issues. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I think since I've been doing it over a year now, I have 52 or 53 articles that uh, might be ready to put into a little bit of a book. But uh, this week's article is about uh, leading the holographic life, the holographic life and uh, it talks about first of all with a uh, about a poem by William Blake that talks about seeing the universe in a grain of sand, uh, which is something that so many spiritual teachers have quoted over the years. You know, uh, to see the eternity in an hour—that's part of what he says as well. But today I want to look at a little more of scientific view uh, that expresses that poem of William Blake clearly as well, a hologram. Now, you might be asking uh, what a hologram really is all about. You know, I remember the first time I ever saw a hologram in my life, it was watching Princess Leia in Star Wars, you know, that part where I think it's R2-D2 and and they see, uh, Obi-Wan sees this Princess Leia and she says, help me, Obi-Wan, uh, you are our only hope. And it's a three-dimensional Image and talking, and it was miraculous, at least to me. And um, subsequently, years later, uh, we have lots of instances of seeing holograms, and so it's no big deal, so to speak. But we may not know the properties of a hologram really. And let me suggest that it's like the following: if you were to take a holographic picture, create a, a plate of a holograph. A holographic plate, let's say of a of a tree, and you were to look at the plate itself, you see nothing but whorls of patterns, you know this they're called interference patterns uh, because it's a a special kind of an imagery. It's not like seeing a negative in a regular old-time photo. it's you really you can't tell that it's a picture of a tree, but if you take a laser and you shine it through that holographic plate, you see a tree a three di- dimensional image. And even more, I call it weird <laughs> is you take a little piece of that uh, plate and you shine a, uh, a laser through it. You'll see the same tree holographically three dimensional tree. Now, the smaller the piece of the plate, you'll still see the tree, but it'll be a little blurry because uh, that part of, of the holographic plate doesn't have uh, access to every, all of the information as clearly as the big plate. However, each little piece of a hologram contains information about the whole image on the hologram. Now, why am I talking with you about this? A scientist by the name of David Boehm was one of the first to study holograms and looking at the uh, holographic life. And he suggested, you know, what, what if the universe were a hologram? What if the whole universe were a hologram? What would that imply? And he said, even further, what if you and I, our lives were holographic? He said, might that mean that, first of all, if you and I ever wondered in the future about how our life was going to turn out? He said, holographically, don't have to wonder anymore. This is how it is turning out like the future is given by the present because everything is collapsed holographically. I know this is mind boggling, but you know, he, he said, furthermore, uh, it could be said then that holographically how you are in one aspect of your life contains information about how you are in all of your life. Now, I took that idea and ran with it and began to look at could it be, for example, that our relationship with, let's say, the energy of money, since everything is energetic. You know, he he said, in uh, in addition, that the whole world is nothing but energy. Now, many of us kind of have accepted that kind of theoretically. But when we look at this in our own life, and we look at the holographic representation of our life, and we look furthermore at, could it be that, for example, my relationship with the energy of money gives me information about how I'm doing my whole life? Now, that's pretty deep, Hmm? that if I want to know how my whole life is turning out, All I have to do, according to this, is look at one aspect of my life, and that gives me the holographic representation of how my entire life is turning out. So if I look at my relationship with money, it gives me information about my life. How I do money is how I do my life. Think about that. How you do money is how you do your life. Furthermore, as uh, David Bohm said, you know we don't have we don't have personal lives, we don't have professional lives, we don't have spiritual life lives. We only have life, life as it is given to us, whole and complete, here and now. So, if I were to look at my relationship with money, and if I were make, to make a shift in my relationship with money might that affect my whole life? Think about that for a moment. If you made a shift in one piece of your relationship with money, let's say, oh, for the sake of it, and keep breathing as you hear me say these examples, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Let's say, for example, that um, you haven't looked at your credit card bill. For a couple of months. And by that, I mean, yes, you know how much you owe, and you either pay it off fully or you don't, and you know you have some leftover credit card debt that needs to be paid off. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you were to look at exactly what you're spending your credit card money on, if you were to go through the charge and see every day, or every other day, what am I spending my credit card money on? And you were to resolve to cut back in one area of your spending. I'm not talking about making a huge shift, you know, because huge shifts, making huge promises, I'm going to completely rework my my relationship with money, you know, that, that almost sounds like a New Year's resolution, doesn't it? And we know that New Year's resolutions, especially if they're big ones, they tend to melt, you know, at the end of three uh, months, like, like an ice cube in the hot sun, you know, they melt away. But if we were to make a small promise to cut down in one area of our credit card spending. And to do it, you know, promise it and do it significantly for 30 days. So let's say I spend a lot of money at my favorite coffee shop on my favorite coffee and pastry. And I see that you know what? I'm spending almost $140 a month on that. And believe me, it's not difficult to ring up a $140 bill out of uh 30 days um in spending money like that. What if instead every time I spent some money uh on a uh, cappuccino, croissant, whatever, First of all, I were to spend it maybe half the time. Now, remember, this is just one little expense. This is not your whole credit card expense, one little expense. And that every time I did, I would put the other little piece of money that I would have spent in uh, maybe a vacation savings account. Might I notice... Out of just doing that, that there's a shift in other areas of my life. Like, maybe there'd be a shift in my relationship with time. I'd find that I'm not wasting time as much for that whole month. Maybe my sense of physical vitality would be affected in some way. Could be, I remember one woman taking up this challenge. She did it for 90 days in terms of um, cutting down on her credit card expense for her uh, daily or four, I think it was four times a week expenditures on cappuccinos and whatever uh, for three months. One way it affected her, uh, she lost a few pounds, kind of effortlessly. And how it affected her relationship uh she was feeling better about herself, so she was more outgoing you see there so there are many different ways in which, for example, having a small breakthrough in your relationship with the energy of money, you know looking at where might i um produce a small result, small, and then look at the other areas of my life. In other words, look at your time, your physical vitality, your creativity, your sense of enjoyment, and your relationships. How did that affect all those other areas? Then you'll be looking at your life. From a holographic perspective. So, uh, might it be of interest to you to take this on for the new year, finding something small, yet at the same time important, having to do with your relationship with money, that when you perform the task will cascade and almost immediately affect all the other, other areas of your life. If you do, I promise you, you're going to have some breakthroughs here because you're going to see how, how you do one aspect of your life contains information for you about how you're doing your whole life that you and I, once again, don't have separate lives. All we have is life. And it's ours to either have breakthroughs, wake up and contribute out of our life, or keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again, wasting all sorts of energy and thereby not living the life we would love to lead. So, This is Dr. Maria saying thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's given you some thought about how you might have a breakthrough in your relationship with money. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Okay. Bye bye for now.